This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Oh yeah, I was I so hate him so much. Keep I know. This in. I love you. I- Keep this <laughs> him. I hate your ex-boyfriend so much that I would punch him in the gut if I saw him. You're such a good friend. I appreciate yeah. that. He was a dick to her. <laughs> he was a dick. And I'm not all ex-boyfriends. I have friends with ex-boyfriends where I'm like, I kind of like them. Yeah. They were nice to you, but like, I don't like them as people. Him, I never liked. Well, it's not that I never liked. I liked him for you, but we didn't. me and him didn't no, get along. No, you did not at all. And then as everything progressed, I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> She's a good friend. <laughs> Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to Me. It is great. Hi, guys. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Rock to Me, a podcast about things that are funny, particularly the beloved NBC sitcom 30 Rock. Yes. Very specifically, we mm-hmm. don't talk about anything beyond nothing that. else no. ever. We never get distracted. Uh, we definitely haven't talked about sandwiches for thirty minutes on this show. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was good times. But um, this is our Thirty Rock podcast, yep. which we host. Um, we are on the Boardwalk Audio Network. Um, I'm like trying to go through our list of things in my head, and it's never. It feels. I'm it's always like very a, proud of you, though. Like, it's like a herd of cats up there right now. <laughs> um, first of all, if you are listening and you haven't <laughs> is subscribed, that what a group of cats is called a herd of cats. I, don't know, I like is that. that a thing. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you really like this show and want to support in a very simple way, please go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30. <laughs> I'm always like, I said 30 rock or talk 30, talk 30, and then click support our artists. 30 rock to me. Is it the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm all about brand consistency. At first, I think Stephen, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he made it that it was just 30 Rock or Talk 30. And I was like, no. No, go whole way. Well, <laughs> we, because we go whole horse. It's Talk 30 Rock to me. Click support whole, whole, whole hog. That's what it is. Oh, we good number. It's not, horse. it's not, it's not, e- it's not the <laughs> evening. Because we go whole hog for everything, you have to go on to uh, boardwalkaudio.com slash talk30rock to me, click support our artist, and it'll take you to Amazon. You can purchase yes. things through our link. We get a little Especially, bit of money. Especially, okay, this is like, Christmas is like three weeks from This today. is the time. Black do Friday, it. even though people like to do it in person, do it on Amazon. Click, yes. go through our link. I'll for sure do that. Um, it's going to be great. Um, so this past week, I bought something for my mom. What'd you buy for Am- from Amazon? I bought her the Jelly Belly Holiday jelly belly holiday favorites five flavor gift box and it was a gift box of five different holiday flavored jelly beans your life is very different than mine um my mom she like tagged me in a post about it on facebook but it was like a thanksgiving one specifically and i hate everything about thanksgiving food and i was like ew gross and then i went to buy this and i was like here and it's like is it like is it like turkey flavor no it's well the one i ended up getting my mom was pumpkin pie cranberries hot chocolate candy cane and eggnog and did you use our uh our amazon link through perfect of look course. at that so i'm glad i'm glad your mom's love of funky flavored jelly beans is, <laughs> is supporting our podcast but yes kelsey we're not alone we are not alone today we are not alone we have <laughs> loretta underwood with us hi hey, loretta hello. hello i just looked up what a group of cats is called what Ooh. Is it's called a clowder or a glaring of cats a a glaring. Gla- glaring sounds more appropriate for, for cats. sure <laughs> For sure going to be using that for now. I like that. Also, I realized I was thinking of the phrase, it's like herding cats, and I just made it a herd of cats. That was I just misappropriated like three different cliched statements. So I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. That's, that's why we're also whole horse. So. Exactly. Whole horse. I said horse, not whores. I swear it sounded like you said whores, and oh that my just gosh. cracked me up. I can't believe we're back at this. But Loretta <gasps> and I have known each other for quite a while. She is a fellow nerd melt person. Nerd melt. Ooh, we both like work at the nerd melt, so we both like the comedy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Loretta's also very funny. She's one of the nicest, coolest people ever. And she's one of my favorite people to discuss comedy and feminism, oh. all these things with. She's one of my go to's because she just always has really thoughtful, interesting things to say. So oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Oh, I mean it. I mean it. That's why I was like, Loretta's coming on. Um, <laughs> so it's why I wanted to bring you on today for the episode Deal Breakers, which we'll get into. But it is a delightful episode. Yes. And I thought you'd have a lot of fun things to chat about with us. So yeah. thank, thank you, you for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So something we always ask all of our guests, at least their first time here, is we would love to know what your meat 
cute was with 30 Rock. All right. So if this is like a Nancy Myers movie, like think about how, you know, you were sad and the man who you work with at the paper doesn't love you and is using you. So you escape to Los Angeles and there's me cute in the aisle of a, of a, uh, oh my gosh, what were those called? I almost said Broadway video. That's not it. A blockbuster. Blockbuster. <laughs> 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 or down by the red box at the end of the album exactly. to check out. <laughs> exactly. How did you and 30 Rock meet? Um, I don't know that 30 Rock and I have a meet cute situation. 30 Rock has kind of been the other woman. Oh my god. My relationship. This is even better. This I is like getting this. sexier than I expected. <laughs> I'm into this. My boyfriend Nick is a very big 30 Rock fan. How mad was he when, <laughs> when he was like the 30 Rock fan of the <laughs> 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 I love him to pieces and we have not really discussed it, but I said, <laughs> so it's a Christmas present for him. You're going to be on a 30 rock podcast. <laughs> I told him, I was like, Kimmy asked me to be on her podcast and he just got really quiet and he goes, Oh, cool. <laughs> so I think he's Try happy for me. Roy on our mixer. Nick, I love you. You're coming soon. Um, but, um, but I was really excited to have you for this episode specifically. But anyway, please. So you guys haven't met. It's the other woman. So are you sharing mm-hmm. Are you sharing your boyfriend with 30 Rock? I think I might be. <laughs> Every time I've... I've um, I'm not too familiar with the show. I haven't seen a ton of episodes except in preparation for today. So right. what is your understanding of what 30 Rock is? I understand that it's a workplace comedy. I bet you could probably drop me like anywhere in the show and I think I'd have a good idea of what's going on because I, I haven't like sat down and watched it. Really, it's mostly just episodes that Nick is watching or like <laughs> when he's in bed, I'll like roll over and like I'll think he's asleep and he's watching 30 Rock. He'll watch it in the shower. It's just like things that I Dude, those waterproof phones have made binge watching amazing. Yeah. I got the, the new iPhone and my, my first day that I had it, I was like texting with somebody. And I got in the shower and all of a sudden I'm. <laughs> standing in the shower googling is the iphone 10 waterproof because <laughs> i'm standing in the shower with a, it, it is is it what the iphone it, 10 is waterproof it's water well the iphone 7 was as well oh wow yeah it, water resistant wait that's an iphone 10 this is wait what happened to nine it that'll come out next year <laughs> yeah sure. 10 is like it's the, the 10 year anniversary yeah. of the iphone i missed all of this because i don't watch those they don't wear enough turtlenecks for my interest anymore so i don't watch any of those <laughs> you didn't see summits. the steve Jobs center and like the giant glass oh i've been reading all the wired articles about oh, that okay. that i've been enjoying um <laughs> this says a lot about who i am as a person <laughs> where where we broadcast it on our tv in the office like in our it department at work whenever it's the big like the the keynote <laughs> Dress, dress no i'm just laughing because my work with the thing we broadcast was when shia labeouf was watching all his own movies on live stream <laughs> that went up immediately <laughs> him watching even steven's gold but anyway we should get distracted this is what happens every time so you you have seen episodes in passing you've kind of had to share you know this is not something that you has been your passion as much what we kind of talked a little bit about your perspective the way you have experienced it but i don't know what have your feelings about 30 rock always been like you're someone i know who loves comedy you have excellent taste you got me into search party what are your feelings yeah or and and to follow up on that i'm also curious like what is your 30 rock Oh, that's oh my a gosh, good Kelsey. Question. Yeah, I'm so proud of her sometimes with how good the questions wow, are. Yeah, <laughs> one out of every ten. I'm like, hmm, question for. I you. mean, that <laughs> was a that was that was an eleven, girl. <laughs> anyway, please can, an, please answer it. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy. I think my 30 Rock is probably Search Party, I think. I love that answer. Which season two comes out on Sunday. It's it's coming out. It's coming out Sunday. Yeah. I'm oh. so excited. Mm-hmm. I think I've ever heard of that show. Oh, it's so good. It's on TBS. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a... It's like a murder. They they end up murdering someone, but ooh, spoilers! I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Is this just I Riverdale? No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh! The Speaking best. of Riverdale, oh my god, <laughs> we'll talk. But first, Emily Newsbaum of the oh of New York. Times uh, a New Yorker. I mix them up. Anyway, Emily Newsbaum referred to a search party as the mill- a millennial noir, which I always always ooh, thought was the best. And she loves yeah. Thirty Rock. She does. She wrote one of my favorite articles of all time about Thirty Rock that we've discussed and we'll be discussing again. <laughs> So, but say Search Party is, um, it's a millennial noir, which is I, the I best way that. to say it. Yeah. But, ooh, I was thinking about it yesterday, how it's like, kind of like, this is going to sound pretty extreme, almost like a Breaking Bad for millennials in a way that it's like really addicting and just like, 
ah, just a great show. Watch season one twice. I love it so much. So Loretta was like, you should watch this show. And I was like, okay. And then I checked it out. And then a week later, I'd watched all of it. It was very addicted. <laughs> I might end show. up watching this. Oh, God, <laughs> you so will love good. it. It's I'm like so scrolling good. through the cast. Oh, I'm laughing amazing. because we were just talking about somebody who's mm-hmm. listening. There. I'm like, oh, look. Yes, thank you. <laughs> beautiful um yeah no 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 it's um it's the best show ever in a lot of ways other than 30 rock obviously we're biased but <laughs> search party is delightful that's yeah. such a good answer i do yeah. love how much that show has spoken to you it oh, brings me joy it, it really from episode one i was like this is the show was made for me mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it it's also very it. new york centric so yeah i think there's just something uh, for me actually shows about new york are very romantic for me because shows based here are fun because i'm like oh i've been like the way that like i'm sure entourage was for people it's like oh i've been to that bar <laughs> Or I've been to that place or Hello Ladies was that for me. Or I'm like, oh, I know those spots. But I think New York is very romantic because it's so other. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed mm-hmm. about Search Party too. It was just so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. But wait, we asked what her 30 Rock is. Yeah, but I do want to know, what were your feelings <laughs> on 30 Rock as you have seen a little bit? What were your perceptions of it? Like what were your thoughts on it as someone who'd seen it, you know, in passing but hadn't really gotten to like watch it actively? Sure. Well, I... <clears throat> in preparation for today mm-hmm, started girl. with episode one of season four oh i, I watched up to this episode that. that's excellent thank yeah. you so much yeah of course i actually am really glad i did that mm-hmm. <laughs> i knew that it was very i watch unbreakable kimmy schmidt i love that mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. and it's very similar of course yes. very joke heavy this show's so clever i don't know <laughs> i was just so surprised by just how much i like I watched Deal Breakers today twice. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is such a good episode." This is why right. I'm just like stand so alone. I love it. <laughs> She's I so dedicated. Really I appreciate this a lot. <laughs> no, and honestly, I'm so glad you did that. I didn't tell you to do that, and now I'm thinking I should have purely because. Well, I didn't want to be like watch five episodes of Thirty Rock, please, right. <laughs> for my podcast. But I'm glad you did because this, in particular, we've had little arcs throughout the show, but usually two or three seasons. This was one. This arc in season mm-hmm. four, it's probably about five, six episodes, and yeah. Deal Breakers has been actually going since season three, where the sketch first showed mm-hmm. up. So this is like the not penultimate that's the wrong word but this is like the final moment of this like long story as she's been kind of on this journey um which I think is a smaller part of her journey of like deciding what she actually wants totally. in a relationship which we get to particularly season 7. So I'm really glad you got to give yourself a little room to see how it progressed. Yeah, I you, think I'm going to go back and just watch all of them. That's now. I was that's I, great, I normally cool, end up great. asking that for people like this is your only episode basically. This like, isn't a podcast. <laughs> this is us trying to convert people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> We're just slowly gathering people. It's working. Um, this isn't air yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I'm glad that you went. That's I'm always curious. Like we've had some people that they'll be like, "Yeah, I probably won't watch more episodes." Like that's fine, but I pre- I I'm glad that you enjoyed enough yeah. that you want to kind of hear more and see more about it. Yeah, I think uh, women everywhere can relate to Liz Lemon. I just yes. in every scene I'm like that's me. That is me. I've y- been you're there. about to get so much more of that by starting at the beginning. Oh. I'm really excited. Particularly because what's so great about her from starting at the beginning is she's so like she's very kind of dowdy and she's just more frustrated, which is also very true to how a lot of women I feel mm-hmm. a lot of time. But then she just more and more becomes her weird self and mm-hmm. it's just joyful. Mm-hmm. It's like you and your bad self eating your night cheese. I love it. Yeah. It's just gonna get more and more. But <laughs> well, I am so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to dig into this episode with you and hear your thoughts and your feelings and all of those beautiful things um or just whatever joke you made you giggle whatever joke made you giggle (laughs) there were quite a few oh (laughs) so many so before we hit into that though we have 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 okay kelsey (laughs) you're in charge of this today (laughs) i've got this one so there was an article released um at the beginning of november on vulture called your handy guide to tina fey's favorite actors and do they, I, is this like a series like do they do like your handy guide to Judd Apatow like Seth Rogen's favorite actor Beca- I mean on the side it says 15 things you learn while hanging out with Army Hammer Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true I learn so much every time we hang out Oh, Vulture's articles make me giggle. I like the idea that like the author has never hung out with Arnie Hammer though I think it's really funny um, so funny so in this article <laughs> the first person they list is Tina Fey which I think is stupid um, but you've got Jane Krakowski of course Titus Burgess Adam Campbell um, which isn't in 30 Rock but is in Kimmy Schmidt and Great News remind me Adam Campbell um this man, the British man. <gasps> he is wonderful. Oh. He was on uh, he was on Mixology, which was a short-lived ABC sitcom that I weirdly liked. I had Andrew Santino. <laughs> 
which was very entertaining. I looked at you very knowingly, and I'm so sorry. He's been at Nerd Melt a couple of times. Okay. I've seen him. He's that like he's like very Girl, redheaded. Should I know him? You look to be very like oh no. <laughs> he's like very redheaded. He's he's very oh, oh yeah I know who he reminds about. me of, him and Brian Cook are similar breed of a comic where the, I shouldn't <laughs> compare them. They're very different people, but they just remind me of each other a little bit. Um, anyway, so but like he was on Mixology with Adam Campbell, who is an adorable British man he's and very- married to. Do you know who he's married to? Jim Amaze from uh, Glee. Ah, yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, you know what's funny? I see about I one hundred percent think of Jim Amaze instead. I think of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, she, I forgot two episodes of that. That's right. <laughs> Not the show she starred in. <laughs> just the thing where she made a two episode cameo. Yep. I I just binged through How I Met Your Mother before it came off of Netflix. I get you. I get you. Um. Also, I this is a complete side note, but How I Met Your Mother related. And on, on Sunday during church, I was like taking notes, and then all of a sudden I went, "Oh, How I Met Your Mother's leaving. What should I watch? Oh, Friends, because it's so like comparable." And then I started a list in my notebook. I don't think I have it with me of all of the storylines that appear in Friends and How I Met your mother <laughs> first of all all we need is an illustrator you got yourself an infograph you got yourself an infograph it's like i like i was literally sitting there just like right and i was like starting with like ross and ted are both professors both of them have a scene that involves a bride arriving in their like hangout spot um college roommates like i was just like going down this, this, this is a literal thing if anyone here is an illustrator who's listening <laughs> like please reach out at talk 30 rock i'll to send me you a picture of my notes gmail.com <laughs> Kelsey has ideas for you. Please draw this and then get Tumblr famous with us. Right. (laughs) Right. But please give us credit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, John Hamm, Andrea Martin, uh, Horatio Sands. 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 Right. Uh, Yeah. Because he's the guy who creeps on Jenna. We haven't gotten there yet. He's her Um, stalker. Her stalker. Uh, Chris also Parnell, SNL performer <laughs> like I feel like no one talks about his years <laughs> on SNL I've seen him do improv hundreds of times <laughs> really mm-hmm. I've never actually seen him do improv I know he does a lot he's very funny oh, that's the rumors are true <laughs> <laughs> thank god that Lauren really knows what he's doing recognizing that uh-huh. um Judah Friedlander Amy Sedaris Rachel Dratch Scott <sighs> Adsit Fred Armisen John Lutz Dean Winters is he a bunny and the voice of a cute crime-solving bunny named Bunny and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Wait, what? Apparently there's a, br- a bunny in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and he's the voice of it. Dean Winters is the bunny? Yeah. Who's Dean Winters? Dean Winters is uh, her boyfriend, Dennis Stuffy. Uh, he's, he's Mayhem from the Allstate commercials. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's lovely. <laughs> oh, and then Will Arnett is the voice of the cute crime-solving kitten from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I forgot that they did it because Bunny and Kitten yeah, being so best friends. Bunny them. and Kitten <laughs> are fun ever. I'm going to sing a lot in this episode because there's another <laughs> song I'm going to sing in a few. Um, so, FYI. That's I, a great list. Yeah, I, it's not done. Oh, gosh. I see Michael Torpy, Michael Benjamin Washington, Adrian Seymour, Mike Carson, Tanner Flood, Judy Gold. I don't know Gold, these later ones. Dog. <laughs> It literally just says dog, and it's a picture. <laughs> of a dog. So it's the same kind of dog. Um, as you you've seen her, a dog Jenna carries when she arrives in Los Angeles in Thirty Rock. Oops, spoilers, and a dog with a purely decorative anus and a breakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, That's such a good bit. Yeah, but so yeah, that is the list. We'll post it so other people can go uh, through enjoy it and see it. pictures. Yeah, and make the connections and really understand why I'm right when I say that great news, Thirty Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt all exist in the same universe because they do. They do. They do. They do. Hasn't Tina Fey addressed that with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, I didn't know that. That might be a lie. I just I remember mean, her talking about an right. air conditioner <laughs> specifically. The air conditioner? <laughs> Scratch this. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're, like in the, great. they're like in the middle in one of the, I don't remember what episode it is of Kimmy Schmidt. It's like an early, early one. They're in Times Square and an air conditioner just like falls out of the ceiling or out of the sky as oh, if it were yeah, falling yeah. out of someone's window. But mm-hmm. they're in the middle of Times Square. So there's nowhere that it would have been. It was oh, just a weird. funny little joke. Interesting. But I feel like that was related somehow. I'll have to, I think that might happen on Kishmet. That also happens um, on The Good Place. So, NBC brand joke? No, an air conditioner falling out of the sky. NBC brand joke. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. that was a good 30-30, Kels. That was interesting. Thank I'm you. To look I spent those hours names. looking for it. I know. You actually created that list. They consulted. <laughs> Vulture asked you. They were like, they Kelsey, did. we need more We need more content. There's yep. just so much content that needed. And you were like, Tina Fey's favorite actors. I got you. I got you. Um, well, first, you actually <laughs> pitched the 16 things you learned when you are with Army Hammer. Yes. And they were like, no. No. no Is I, it Arnie or Army? 
I think it was army. All right, I was but A R M I E. The Winkle vibe. A R M Y. I know because he's basically he's from the Arm and Hammer family. Of <laughs> he's really? of the Hammers. He is a very good looking gentleman. <laughs> you know he is. He's got he a movie coming out. He made a crazy election bet with Luca Guadagnino. Well, thank you for tuning into our <laughs> podcast. What? Listen to Kimmy and Kelsey read like articles online. <laughs> Dude, I will do that podcast. I'm I love sure. reading. I'm sure. <laughs> it's right up there with Nick Cordry's Reading Aloud or whatever his show is. Oh, or reading a book festival. There's a podcast called um, I Read My Husband the News, I think. And it's like the lady like reading her husband the news in the morning. But it's actually really soothing. I Oh, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> Words hard. Alright, this episode today. Yeah. Are we good? We ready? I think we're ready to do this, Kels. Alright. Um, is season four, episode seven, Deal Breakers Talk Show number zero 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 one. Um, air date was I don't know why I paused. Air date was December third, two thousand nine, which is that t- I don't think that's today. Um, director was Don Scardino and writer was Kay Cannon. Classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recap is that Liz is getting started on her Deal Breakers talk show and realizes that being a star is more stressful than she realized. Frank takes over for Liz as boss and realizes that that's more difficult than he realized. Gotta love and watching him become Liz. <laughs> and in an attempt to EGOT in order to convince Angie to have a daughter, Tracy realizes that writing the perfect song is not as easy as he thought. I've started already. (laughs) (laughs) Love and cars. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't the five best? Oh, gosh. Okay. You want to start with that story? Well, I want to start. I want to just intro this episode. So this episode is really memorable to me. I think uh, we've talked about the about about we've talked about this show and how it was really influential to me falling in love with comedy in general. And I have very vivid memories of when this one had come out. Um, being on Twitter and Mindy Kaling tweeting her favorite moments in whatever year this was. You just read okay. it. Oh, nine. Her favorite moments in comedy in oh, nine. And one of them was Liz Lemon crying out of her mouth. <laughs> yes. And I remember just I remember like just thinking like that was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. And just right? being I just I don't know. Just hearing like Mindy Kaling discussing these moments that I had been watching is like this is the that best comedy. To. I don't know. It was just cool watching Mindy discussing Tina Fey. I can't even explain why that was a moment for me. But I remember being really like really. I don't know moved by it and just being like look at them all just encouraging and talking about each other it's so great <laughs> so this is like a very important 30 Rock episode in my mind I for like that reason that. Um, which is weird because I really don't like this Tracy storyline really I do not like this EGOT storyline you don't like the EGOT you don't like the baby part of it it doesn't what? make sense to me that he would just want to EGOT that he would just want to EGOT Okay, no, no, no. It makes sense that he wanted EGOT. He gets dumb goals all the time. Right. doesn't make sense to me. First of all, him wanting a baby girl and thinking that's the answer is kind of dumb in my mind. It was just... I think they were just trying to make him be Cosby show. So somebody mentioned... I didn't, I'm i calling the writers no, out. No, go for it. I didn't dig into it completely, but like I saw... This is my issue, Loretta. This is what happens every time. <laughs> I think it was in a goof on IMDb for this episode that they said that in the episode earlier in the SeaWorld word from season one that... Tracy alludes to having a daughter and I don't remember that but that's I don't what remember the that either um, but did you see what did happen in this episode that we've called out before and we're like that doesn't is like they dropped that storyline I that did not I did not explain that very well no is it so Jenna talks earlier about how she's blind in one eye because her sister peed in it and yeah we, we talked about that that was a different episode wasn't it right that happened and we're always like that storyline gets dropped she doesn't have a sister but in this episode she gets a picture from her niece. <gasps> You're right. Mm-hmm. This is th- this is something we're very obsessed with. Yes. The very like they literally she's an only child for most of the show except for this first episode she mentions her sister, and um, <laughs> it's the, the, then she has this niece which I love that bit where she's like <laughs> my niece drew a photo picture of me and I look so, so fat. <laughs> God, it's so good. Yeah, but like this is this is I've never realized that they actually do mention at least once more. And she's yeah, that's so she does have a sister that we just don't care about. Yeah. They never, which would have been such a good guest star. Like, who would you have cast to be oh. Jenna's sister? Right, oh. you've only seen her a little bit, but like this oh is an incredible God. actress. She's so funny and very blonde. Like, there's so many good guest star parts on this. You know, this is like a real Reese Witherspoon role. You know? Yeah. Mm. Oh God. Maybe I'm just pulling from Friends though. I know, right? I was thinking more. I was for. I was thinking. I'm like, I want somebody complete opposite of Jenna. I don't want someone equally crazy because Verna's already. But a you want psycho. like an Aubrey Plaza. Um, I was thinking almost more of like 
Angela from The Office season one. Whoa, I actually really like that choice. Someone really calm and collected, uh-huh. but also a little crazy. Yeah, like not Angela from like the end with Dwight, but I like this season Girl, one. Why aren't you in casting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed by this choice. Thank you. I I, I, I I was just I was picturing blondes. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the blondes I am a fan of? Who are the blondes I know? Right. Yeah, I just say they always get great guest stars. Mm-hmm. W- this was a really good opportunity to bring in a good guest stars. Have Jenna's crazy sister come to town. Yep. Just saying, missed opportunity. Anyway. Or they could have played up Jenna. Could have been like, my sister's the worst. And then it shows up being Angela. Oh, honestly, but that's a lot like Kenneth and Ron. Like that you hear all these horrible stories. And then Brian Cranston shows up. And he's just the sweetest man who just loves his Because Brian Cranston is the sweetest man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, adorable. Read well, his autobiography if you haven't. Um. But back to this EGOT storyline. The yes. reason I do not like this storyline is I, I, you know what? It's he wants his daughter and then he gets immediately distracted by this EGOT, which is fun. <laughs> we get to see Whoopi. We watch him try to steal her awards. Always great comedy. Yes. But then his, his wife just be, like, just like gives in. She's just like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll this, give you a daughter. The but song he that he sang, he was just like a daughter baby girl yeah you're the missing piece the perfect Uh fit baby girl you're the product of doing it and then i'm pretty sure he (laughs) makes a bed squeaking sound he goes "Er (laughs) and i'm pretty sure (laughs) that it's supposed to be a bed squeak. that's a lot of interpretation (laughs) on your part but i'm into it that's i because i I think i read it sooner than like hearing it i'm like oh it's a it's that um i just never got this storyline i was never like i want to see how this goes unlike the deal breaker storyline which from the beginning i'm like this is dope which is the only thing that's because you freaking love award shows which is that's what's really funny (laughs) about this to me you freaking love those things you you've been to parties for almost all of them and that you don't like this that there's a potential that you could be cheering on tracy at one of these i love an award i take award shows very seriously kelsey this is why i don't know i don't know i do love award shows i'm glad you're you've recognized that (laughs) did you so i so i know you didn't like the storyline but i was looking up egot related things all right what'd you um so so question do you know how many people have won an egot 27 want to take a guess loretta 14 close 12 Oh, that's actually mm-hmm. not many. Mm-hmm. Twelve people have won it. Um, four of them have been women, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, the last better person, than other plays, uh, but the statistics are better there than another. Well, places, and like but. the second person was a woman. What the second and third? So like Richard Rogers of Rogers and Hammerstein was first. That makes sense. And then Hal- Helen Hayes, and and I didn't know anything that she had done. Um, and Rita Moreno, Moreno, who did mm-hmm. West Side Story, The Muppet Show, um, and then a guy named John Gilegood. Um, who did Arthur and Big Fish, Little Fish? Then Audrey. Arthur. We mean the um the film. Um, maybe I didn't. R- I just wrote down titles. I with, couldn't um, tell you which one that was. I can't tell you his name, but uh, Dudley Moore. Sure, interesting, cool. Um, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, um, she got it. What? What did she? Yeah, get she got Roman Grammy? Holiday. Something called Ondine, and then Ondine. Ondine, and the two other things were all things that was like so and so and Audrey Hepburn, like a special that that was her. There. What what song is what with the Grammy? Oh, I don't. That's know. the one I don't get. I can look oh my gosh, up. Audrey Hepburn was an egotter? Right? The one thing Audrey Hepburn and uh, Whoopi Goldberg have in common. <laughs> the EGOT. That they egotted. Very different types of performers, <laughs> but similar in their egots. Um, oh, I'll look that. I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, find that, that later. later, but that's interesting. And then Marvin Hamlish, Jonathan Tunick, which they were the three people. The three people that were mentioned before were Richard Rogers. Rogers, Jonathan Tunick, he did, um, he got a Tony for music, the Titanic. And then okay. Marvin Hamish was the second person. So Richard Rogers is the first person to also win a uh, Pulitzer prize along with Egotting. And H- Marvin Hamish was the second person. Mm-hmm. And then Mel Brooks. Um, oh, I didn't he, know that. Three of his came from the producers. Um, the other one, <laughs> the other one came from mad about you. The Mike Nichols got it for the graduate angels in America. Um, Annie, Monty Python, spam a lot. Death of a I've salesman. Seen angels in America. I love Mike Nichols. Rolling to Mike Nichols. I like that. Do you know what Whoopi Goldberg got hers for? Any guesses? Emmy. Oh, I don't know what her, I mean, I know she was in star Trek. <laughs> uh, Grammy. No Oscar ghost. Mm-hmm. Oscar was ghost. I knew that one. Um, Tony. No idea. All right. So I knew one. Yeah. Great. There was something on Broadway. I didn't even write it down what it was. I just wrote Broadway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's vague. Where else would you win a theater award? Right. Broadway. And then I think the Emmy was for The View. Um, and then Thoroughly Modern Millie. 
I didn't know they ever have awarded the view anything. That's the daytime Emmy. All right. Um, and then Scott Rudin, uh, egotted for No Country for Old Men, Book of Mormon, Death of Salesman, Hello Dolly. Um, and then Robert Lopez is the most recent one, and he got a lot of his uh for Let It Go and Frozen related things. Also Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. Mm. Oh, I didn't know he was uh he did those and Frozen. Mm-hmm. Because we see Frozen so differently now. Oh, right. yeah, that's why I had Josh Gad. Book of Mormon. Oh. Josh what? Gad was the original <laughs> Book of Mormon. Oh. And he's also in Frozen. He's I just Olaf. I now said Frozen and my brain just broke because I finished Mine I finished finished Mine mm. Hunters. And the main guy from Mine Hunters is from Frozen. <laughs> it's it's Hans. Yeah, Jonathan Croft. I had mm. no idea. Oh. All of a sudden I was like having this like Croft sauce. Mm-hmm. It was so freaking bizarre. This really I'm like I was blowing your mind. I mean I've been following the Groff since his uh Glee days. So he was on Glee. Yeah, he was uh, uh Rachel's first boyfriend. I've been following uh, I the Groff since Spring Awakening. On oh, Broadway. look how legit mm-hmm. you are. I don't know. The EGOT thing. Well, first of all, we all know who is going to EGOT next. One, two, three. Donald Glover. I'm all Donald Glover. (laughs) I was just talking about that with my friend Eddie. Direction with that. It's clearly. I mean, Lynn Miranda has already got. He almost got got it. He's got the. uh, He's got EGOT. He just needs the AH. Which, honestly, Moana was robbed. So yeah. I still have not seen Moana. Oh my gosh. Are you, you just are, you have such it's, an opportunity. It's to been be a, a year now. You, you, you can watch it now. Like it's not like the fresh new thing. Like you can just watch it now. Mm-hmm. It's been I a tried year. to watch it and I got kind of sleepy and I didn't want to miss anything. So I turned it off. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's my experience. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. It's cool. We'll talk about that at another point as I cry. But that's all I had to really say about this. I thought there were some all good right. jokes. This actually is one of my favorite, weirdly, this was my favorite joke at, for a while with 30 Rock, which the bitch, she's like, I got to get my hair did. It's like, you got to get it did. You just got it did. She's like, it's got to get it did again. And I don't know why I found that so funny because then Liz says it and they're like, racist. Um, right, and now right. I'm like, that's a fraught joke. I don't know how much I could talk about it, but I found it very funny at the time. <laughs> Two of my three favorite lines from this episode came from Tracy. What were the lines? Uh, the first one was definitely when he was like, great, I'll be in touch. You still using your <laughs> Hotmail account? I don't know why. <laughs> that Okay. <laughs> and it's the way she seductively looks at him. Is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Three of my four. <laughs> There's also when he goes... I said click to distract you from the sound of my hand handcuffs. I just wrote, dang, Tracy, well done. Like, that was it so worked. smooth. It worked. That's what's funny is how much, th- and that would work. It's not one of those dumb things. Like, I could see that working. Oh, 100%. And then the other one that I loved was that, so that I can prove to you that I can finish everything that I, and <laughs> leaves the room. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, man. I, I love this. And I love Whoopi in this. Whoopi is very funny. This yes. is the second time Whoopi's been on yeah. the show, too. Because we had working out with Whoopi. Mm-hmm. And then Slash, she was doing the meat The meat. The meat. But that was the same episode. I'm yeah, pretty, exactly. Yeah. So we've had Whoopi once before. So Whoopi is a friend of the show. Yep. And by extension, I hope Whoopi's a friend of our show. Of ours. Oh, yeah. I would just say of us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, us. of our show, I mean. Of our yeah. show. So Whoopi be a friend of the show. But I don't know. Any thoughts? Like, how do you feel? Tracy is a very divisive like character. A lot of people love him or hate him because he's so absurd. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, are your, what were your feelings watching this? Yeah, Tracy's great. great. I don't I don't really have a, a, a an opinion on him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I enjoy him very much, but. This is a strange storyline for him. I still stand by that. I'm like. I don't, I don't really know, but you he know, gets the it. best jokes. They write him gorgeous jokes because Donald Glover was writing his jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes, I don't remember which one it was, where he goes outside by himself. Mm-hmm. I really loved him in that episode. That's a wonderful episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to be friend with a black millionaire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Will you hold my hand? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tracy's so great. Oh, I love him. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the show. But, well, that's all I had to say about this storyline. Can we move on to... Yeah, let's move on to... We're talking about Frank taking over for Liz. <laughs> okay, I spotted someone in this writer's room that I'd never noticed before. John Gabris. I know Sean Gabris. I'd never too. seen John Gabris mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, he was one of the silent writers. Oh, he okay. Though the group of the four he's of them. A, that were I don't know there. how this comedian. He has a podcast with Lauren Lapkus right now oh, okay. called Raised by TV. And what other credits? He's a UCB improviser. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's funny. Mm-hmm. He's a good writer, but oh. um, it is he's just launched this. But so we're plugging John Gabriel's podcast, Raised by TV. <laughs> with I like Lapkus it. On Earwolf. Um, <laughs> listen to our podcast first, though. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, which is really fun. I normally don't know who those writers are. Apparently, who's it talking to? I think it was Beowulf, actually, who said... Maybe someone was telling me that one of the other writers is the guy who's on the the 
who plays Trump on the President Show. He's one of the silent. Oh, oh Anthony. Or, oh, yeah, and because he's a writer on Thirty Rock. Uh, Anthony. A Tom Yeah. Art, oh, man, his last name. Every time I see, we follow him on Twitter. Every time I see his name, I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Which do is, you watch the President Show? No, I just see the it clips that he posts. Gold. Is it, it is good? So good. They he, were all like when when Trump wouldn't go to the correspondence center, they were like, just send Anthony, <laughs> like to have him be there because I think that would be quite hilarious that i meant to look up who those guys anthony uh atomanuic all right good for him yep all right mm-hmm. yeah that's great yeah so i'm sure the other two were um other people as well probably interesting people <laughs> as well but i just had fun i was like oh i know that yeah, face i know yeah, him i noticed him today i was like oh wow okay there we go <laughs> who else are we gonna spot mm-hmm. i think that all the time when i especially now just living in la i've been to like so many ucb shows and have seen so many shows at nerd melt that i'm like any show I watch, I'm going to recognize someone. Oh, okay. oh totally. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very true. It is really strange. It's one of those weird things being in LA. It's yeah. kind of, you're kind of spoiled because then you're like, oh, this is unique. My favorite is when I was in Utah doing a casting trip and I saw, I was watching, I was like trying to like win over all these uh, people for this casting I was doing and then uh, Ptolemy was in a Domino's commercial. So I'm trying to talk to him in a restaurant. I'm like, oh, Ptolemy. <laughs> hey. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> I've, I've met that guy that's all it's uh anyway <laughs> so it uh it made me look cool in provo utah Ooh. there we go thanks Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um okay yeah so p is t- because liz is dealing with not p sorry liz is dealing with her show so somebody has to take over for her in the writer's room and frank is it because she asks twofer and stufer twofer starts quoting Tennyson, <laughs> she asked, "Let's <laughs> let's start spitting up." That perfect. It was such a. Okay, oh. I'm gonna talk about this for too long, but it was a perfect comedic choice because he could have full on vomited. And oh yeah. Funny they went with a baby spit up. Oh totally. It's like what a baby does when yep. a baby is overwhelmed or can't burp. Because he looks like a giant baby. And also, he, like, uh, mommy's baby wants his yum-yums. Like, exactly. that's a line he said before. He's like a big baby. Yep. And the fact they gave him baby spit up is so funny. It's to so me. well done. <laughs> Every, I'm more and more, uh, for me, Lutz is the MVP of the show. Everything he does, <laughs> I find deeply hilarious. So I like it. I love that. And I love how she responds, like, oh, no, too much yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wipes like, it off immediately. Yeah. Writers who don't say anything, all right, Frank. And then his first thing is to take down the internet firewall so they can surf porn at work. Oh, he's so gross. Uh, <laughs> yep. Nope. Not not necessary. Um, and so then we just see through the rest of the episode, we see Frank slowly become Liz. What did his um, hat say? Oh, it said teenage grandpa. Yeah, teenage yeah, grandpa. Yeah. Teenage grandpa. It's yep. the only hat he has. And episode. then he takes off his hat <laughs> and his hair is down and he just starts wearing Liz outfits. Kind of looked good on him. Was that just me? I was like, all right, look at you with these can... glasses and this cardi. Well, like Tracy said, Liz got hotter. Yes. <laughs> that was such... Is it just me or is Liz Lemon getting hotter? Like, that was <laughs> such a good line. And just... And I think it was um, Dot Com's face in the background when Tracy says that though and he's just like, like dot com is very yeah it was so funny dot com is so reasonable yes god bless dot com we love him i love his entourage um and so that just i mean that storyline is super short and sweet but frank just starts freaking out he gets excited about ham as liz does <laughs> and then at the end just the kissing that he does of lives on, on i liz. love how he kisses her face <laughs> yeah his just he <laughs> continues to, you see him breaking at one point yeah. a little bit as he because what a great thing to read because she's his boss she's the was she the showrunner of this? Was Robert Carlock? She was co-showrunner of Thirty Rock, so he just had to kiss his boss's face right. for probably like five takes, right, <laughs> over and over again, as she had to fill up her mouth so she could then cry out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to you giggle. <laughs> Love that. That was, I think, the funniest part of the whole episode for me is just watching her with those tears. It's so good. <laughs> It's so, so funny. I oh just, my gosh. It's so ridiculous. Like where you know it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of Julio Torres jokes on um on SNL where I'm just like I'm gonna cuss. Heads up if there's children in the car. <laughs> where the fuck did they get that? <laughs> I was just rewatching the Julio Torres bit because of that vulture list where it yeah. was the sink. Where it's Emily Blunt thinking as this like as being the the voice of the sink as it wonders <laughs> about its own purpose. It's a great <laughs> SNL sketch, and I'm just like, how the hell do you come up with this? He did the papyrus one too. Oh, that papyrus <laughs> one is so good. <laughs> what makes it funny isn't what it's doing; it's the fact that it after came out like seven years ago <laughs> is what makes that. So, did you see that one, Kelsey? I don't think so. Basically, Ryan, it's Ryan Gosling like running around freaking <laughs> out because like, why aren't we talking about the fact that Avatar used papyrus as their font? <laughs> it's papyrus. Pirates and it's him being angry. 
But I like that. It's again, it was something people talked about when it came out. But okay. do you have a sketch about it? Like six years later is what's really funny about it. I can appreciate a good font joke. So yeah. I'm a fan of that. So anyway, all I have to say is that that like weird thing of like she cries through her mouth is so out there. I can't even imagine yeah. thinking of it. I love it. I like that. Mm-hmm. The storyline of Liz crying though. So deal breakers becoming becoming a show um opening the show the episode opens with them in studio 4c and they're talking about the history of that studio that to catch a predator the xfl halftime show which do you know what xfl is no so i do you know what that is something Mm -hmm. florida well so i looked it up just because i'm an idiot and i was like oh what super bowl was that and i forgot the f was in a roman numeral (laughs) um Damn it, Romans. <laughs> I was like, oh. And so then I looked it up. And the XFL was a one-season American Football League. That it was supposed to be like an America, like American Football League when the NFL was in the off-season. And it lasted for one season. And the whole thing was that, like, no, like, like, uh, like easier rules, rougher play. Like, because the football needs to be rougher. Um, but it was one season. So was it just rugby? Kind of right, basically. It was probably just <laughs> rugby. Um, Who is the one sports fan in the writers' room? Because they always have these very specific sports jokes. There's like one of them. It was like the XFL, um, and I couldn't figure out what the halftime show was. It looked like something was just cheerleaders, and that was just in 2001. And it then was one it season. was storage, and then it was storage for yeah, a while, right? For broken copier equipment, <laughs> <laughs> and now deal breakers. <laughs> what uh, a legacy, right? And we get that one the the gif that pops up everywhere of I'm a star, I'm on top. Somebody bring me some yeah. ham. I'm a star, I'm on top. Somebody bring me some <laughs> ham. I do sing that to myself <laughs> sometimes when, when I'm really feeling myself. I like it. Do it. I recommend it to both of you if you're having a good moment. <laughs> I wrote it down to save for later. <laughs> I was like, this is me. This is me this now. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, me I don't like, um, I get this, sorry, this is recording before Thanksgiving coming out afterwards. I don't like turkey at all. So we always have a honey baked ham at Christmas, at Thanksgiving. That's the holiday, right? And I swear this year, I'm going to be like, some, my neighbor's going like, to kill me. What are you going to be doing? You're going to be sitting at the table <laughs> and your mom's like about to bring it. And you're just like, <laughs> I'm a star. I'm on top and you're gonna sing it and your mom's just gonna glower at you. Well see my thing I, I was thinking that I was gonna be angry but I'm like I'm a star I'm on top somebody bring me like I can just see myself like going the other way. Alright let it. us uh, give us a report next uh, in the new year. Yeah I'll event. let you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah so I like that this storyline I like that it starts though with um, we see Jenna being the crazy star and upset about whatever and you see Liz and Pete trying to figure out how to coax Jenna out of the um, dressing room because later it helps us really understand later on when Liz is in that crazy position because we've seen it earlier in the episode mm-hmm. um that I I really appreciated but so the episode's going through and Jack's working with her I know you're not gonna be crazy and there's all of these subtle comments about your hair your eyes let's get you LASIK surgery <laughs> um, <laughs> I love what Leo Spachem and realizing like LASIK all right, right. <laughs> It's a genuine lazy. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then like, making this jerk comment where she's like, I'm going to be on TV. And like, really? I think you mean radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get him saying, you seem nervous. I could give you something for that. But you know what? I'm not supposed to have sex with my patients. Oh, oh, Leo. Space oh, man. Leo. Isn't that really how they do LASIK eye surgery, though? No. Okay. And you, <laughs> it's not like it's not like that. Like that you almost call it LASIK. No, LASIK. You LASIK. said LASIK. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was, Is that, I thought you said LASIK. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, and the recovery isn't that fast. Like, maybe, maybe it's a lot faster now. My mom got that, though. And, like, she came home and, like, she had these giant glasses on. And there were, like, flowers. And she could just see the colors. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, my mom is, like, dead. Like, because she just, like, it was, like, because, oh, uh, like, you had surgery. And, like, mm-hmm. her just being in her room all day and needing the glasses on. And then for the next a couple of weeks, like, at night when you drive, you just see, like, halos above lights. Like, it's not that quick where she's, like, on TV next day I'm like, maybe technology has changed you know but that off brand they probably didn't have to follow all the like um, fda true. rules or whatever so they can get that ish done it's, this is basically the dallas money uh dallas buyers club of, of eye surgery <laughs> <laughs> so oh man mm-hmm. she gets that haircut too which i remember when i watched this i'm like that is the ugliest haircut i've ever seen so the thing that was interesting about this episode mm-hmm. is that the haircut she has in this scene um, is the same haircut that she had 
in audition day a couple of episodes ago when it's doing the flashback of her auditioning for Suzanne's B plus talent agency. Is it the same? I it's it the same different. short. Um, it's the same short, like her spiky S. Like Maybe really the bangs, are, but like the length and the style and the bottom. Because mm-hmm. I, when I was watching them, like I when I saw the audition day episode, I thought, oh, this reminds me of Deal Breakers, and then I watched Deal Breakers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. No, I just remember thinking how much I hated the haircut when it came out, and it's oh, a lot totally. where I'm at now, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute at times. <laughs> like it's a good length on her. She's got a little asymmetrical bangs. She looks like Olivia, uh, not Olivia Munn. What's the other one? The one that married Jason Sudeikis. Uh, well, Olivia, oh, not oh. to Haviland. That's another Olivia. Uh, I can see her face. Yeah, I can see her. Everyone think about what she looked like in Tron 2. And that's what I see. We know who she is. We know who she is. You do too. When you're listening, you're like, oh yeah, that girl in Tron 2. Yeah. Really quirky. She, uh, that's the haircut. It's the same haircut. So. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's that. (laughs) I also love I love that that was the result of three haircuts. Too. Yes, yes. <laughs> the other two made me look weird. <laughs> oh, this is a really good. I think Liz doesn't often get to do the crazy comedic stuff as much. Totally. Was there anything else about this plot line in particular you enjoyed? So we didn't talk about all about the fact that the reason why Jack is trying to make this work so well. Number one, he loves and cares for Liz, obviously. But the biggest thing is that Devin Banks is like your little friend. If you like you're going to be in trouble if this doesn't make it. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about the fact that this is why Jack is freaking out is because we get a great Will Arnett uh, cameo in this episode. (laughs) Yes. And it's so evil. (laughs) I Mm. love the. Oh, so is this. Oh, this is right. (laughs) they're, They're filming the promos. For deal breakers. And so you get Liz doing all of these. This is genuinely one of my favorite scenes in 30 Rock it's history. So this is like in my good. top 10. But mm-hmm. I was laughing because like I'm pretty sure that that is just how awkward everybody looks when they're filming promos. Because mm-hmm. they have them doing the stupidest. Like we're thinking about like Disney Channel stuff. Like make the Mickey Mouse. Like yeah. you're going to look stupid. And then they're going to put you. You're in front of a green screen. They're going to find a way to make it maybe look okay um but it's the blow a kiss a little cleavage nope spinning that tongue <laughs> that tongue <laughs> dear lord i want to say though uh, we should all talk about how brave tina fey is she did the underarm wave she did. like she said that like part of a like of a lady that most the are flap. not proud of particularly when you're old when you're yeah. older than like 23 uh-huh. and she wave just like lets it wave being. you remember <laughs> waving that, that, was, yes, that line i had to pause and laugh that was so funny it was so good and are you spinning a basketball (laughs) something liz has never done for a moment in her lifetime i just love pete's energy he's like all right take 55 wait this is the Uh, one no it starts with take 510 oh that's it 510 there we go yep oh my god oh it's so good and then she's there's the whole thing with the high def calendar uh, cameras. <laughs> oh my god! So she stands for the high def camera. <laughs> She's a crone. And she has a mole. She has a bandaid on her face. Like she is. Oh, poor her Liz. eyebrows are like growing like crazy. Yes. And then you get when Pete walks in front of the HD camera. He's like shirtless, gray hair, old man. Sad. <laughs> um, Kenneth walks in front of it and he's a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> a Muppet who then turns and looks at the camera and waves, and waves and breaks the course. fourth wall. <laughs> and then Jack walks in front of it and it is young Alec Baldwin from Hunt for Red October. I was going to say, do you know what it's yep. from? Yep, it is from that Hunt for Red October. pretty hunky. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that movie? Uh, I think so, yes. He's very hunky in that movie. The movie where they basically have them speaking Russian and then they zoom in on their mouths and then zoom back and they all have British and Scottish accents. Classic. <laughs> Great t- tool of filmmaking. <laughs> um... So Liz is just freaking out over this and runs into her dressing room and pulls the Jenna. I understand the irony of this, but I am locking my dresser in her, my dressing room. Um, and I love when she's just like, and I want pizza for all of the hungry people in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's just so many good jokes. Um, I, this is another great time where Jenna gets to actually be really useful. Yes. Um, with her line of, I don't know why you guys have never taken the door off the hinges. Yeah, that won't work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did that work though? I know. Are our hinges ever on the outside of doors? Well, I guess if the door opens out instead of in. <laughs> I like, just I didn't under, when they I did love it, how we're silently thinking about doors <laughs> like, well they were like let's take the door off the hinges and I was like yeah well you have to open the door first well but it that's depends the issue, on if right? the hinges weird like you're absolutely well because like if the hinges are like those on that cabinet you can kind of take them off yeah like obviously like yeah, these on the outside. doors aren't normally like that though that's yeah. for a cabinet but yeah y- you're right in general <laughs> maybe that we didn't see them like instead of taking off the hinges they just like 
sawed around it or something sawed like sawed. a like an Same. old cartoon yeah <laughs> like a wily e. coyote move um i do like that jenna kind of gets to save the day and then we just get the fantastic scene though. the golem sequence oh, oh my gosh God. of jack being like i need regular liz to tell crazy bitch performer liz to come and she just holy crap I don't know why she didn't win an Emmy for this. Like, I was going right? to say that. I think this probably was her Emmy nomination episode. Oh, man. There's no way it wasn't. I it love how it's been. edited. I just, that whole scene is just so. Hey, buddy. Oh. Like, the whole thing. I could, I didn't You write should kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. And her just, like, shock. Her, like, horror and shock. I can't believe you said that to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is, but it's literally the way they filmed it. I'm pretty sure it's it's mimicking the way they did at the beginning of the Return of the King with God him <laughs> when he's talking to himself in that pool y'all know what i'm talking about oh yeah. no oh no um, throwback uh, thursday oh. this is what 2001 <laughs> <laughs> i don't 2003? even know is that it? <laughs> but she's more wondering why haven't you watched this movie every year since then i mean <laughs> duh <laughs> amazon just bought it it's gonna be relevant again soon oh i saw Deal that i saw that it. also lord of the rings is everything so it's a whole other podcast though um yeah, I just think that uh, that HD camera thing, because that was right when they were introducing him. I remember the office mm-hmm. was getting HD camera and they were all the news articles were like actors freaking out. You can see every pore. <laughs> um, that's how I feel with having a nicer camera on my phone. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can take such good pictures and you're like, oh, <laughs> never mind. It's Fuzzy. true. It, or it's that other out. side of the cosmetic mirrors. There's like the normal one and then the magnified and then the one. 10 <laughs> times, like, which is great for like plucking your eyebrows and nothing else. Ugh, mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Um, and then that, so now Liz is freaking out. Then she's bummed. Like, I'm sorry. Like banks is going to be in trouble. She's like, no, 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 it's cool. We sold it to soap operas and it'll be on the background of every (laughs) soap opera or whatever the heck. And it cuts to the scene from days of our lives. And she's just sitting there on the couch. She's like, that's me. That's me again. And I just love that the characters like kind of break the fourth wall, like whatever that wall, three and a half wall. Like, what is this TV show? It's very distracting. (laughs) Um, I love that. Her laugh too. Her laugh. At the end of it, her her like ridiculously loud laugh as she sees. Oh my gosh, it's so great. Yes, (laughs) that is right. That is a three, uh, three and three quarters wall, right? Because it like it broke the the first wall. It broke the wall of like the the seriousness of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, no. Um, I did like that when uh, Jack is trying to get Liz out of the dressing room or whatever. Um, and she's like, it's like the negotiator negotiator. I didn't see that in the end, the police chief, I didn't say I wasn't going to see it. <laughs> like that movie came out in 1998. <laughs> Come on. <Jack>. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler rules were different then Apparently. people. It was a wilder time, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You also get Jenna tells Jack that I just got your business sexed. I don't think she knows what a sext is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or she just or did Jack send her a very raunchy to get her there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah oh, he probably said actually come here more sense. and then she's like oh this is a uh, mm-hmm. jenna just likes everything to be sexy that's she the does. thing she does mm-hmm. her sexuality oh, yes sexuality mm-hmm. um was there anything else about this episode that you guys liked if i could just get a video of her crying out of her mouth on loop for the rest yes. of my life i'm gonna send you some gifts please i love that i also loved how her and jenna both pronounced it camera yes that <laughs> was a great <laughs> i love that that was great there were two moments in here that so in the background of in tracy's dressing room you see a picture framed and it's a picture of him so did you see what's framed what's framed in the back of devin banks's office no <laughs> it's Oh, Obama shirtless, right? Shirtless on the beach. I did notice that because he's working at the White House. So Uh he's got his has to have a photo of Obama, but it's definitely um, hot Obama. That one cracked me up. I also love the name that Tracy wants to name his daughter, Chuba Queen of Jordan. Um, (laughs) And that we walk in on Tracy playing Marco Polo with Grizzin.com with a blindfold on and a sword. (laughs) (laughs) that's just very tracy i just really want to be in that entourage Mm -hmm. i feel like i'd go far (laughs) or lose a hand (laughs) or yeah or that or that Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think if 30 rock were modern i think they would for sure have um uh devin banks he would want to be in canada with justin uh, my mind is blank i was last name oh uh, hottie hottie mcprime minister yeah it's not just in throw but it's it's like that it's a 
I'm again. This is because it's eight at night. Every single the name is so similar that every single time, like it was like Justin Theroux, and then you'd see Jennifer Anderson and what her husband. I was like, is it the same person? It's not. That (laughs) happened to me every single time. But I just always think of that dad, those dad jeans photo (laughs) of of the Prime Minister of Canada, and just all the times Phoebe Robinson reposted it with eggplant emojis. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we do take our leadership very seriously. But you know, Will Arnett would be doing like that. The Devin Banks would be literally becoming a Canadian citizen just to be around that guy. One hundred percent. Which would be adorable. But absolutely. That's just I like to every now and then be like, what would 30 Rock do now? That's what they do. Yep. They're making that joke. Okay, I have a couple things I want to talk yes. about first before we end. First of all, her imagining what her perfect life is. <laughs> yes. She's blonde. She's blonde. <laughs> He's like, I looks terrible on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Astronaut Mike Dexter, best line, I've genuinely enjoyed that kissing, followed by my genuine interest in that dance competition. Yes. <laughs> and oh. she's drinking milk out of a champagne glass with a straw. I like that she has her baby and then immediately <laughs> hands it, it over. Someone else. someone else have this child. Because she likes the idea of the baby, not actually having one, maybe. <laughs> um, And then I really, really enjoyed that Jenna's nemesis is Jenny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my goodness, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, though Jenna would be an anti-vaxer, don't you think? Like she would be. She would have some other weird thing. Yeah, she's got her own like movement. Mm-hmm. Prob- she she's promoting something that Dr. Spachemin is all about. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Meat is the new bread. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. And then I've, I'll have I'll save this for my favorite line, but I really loved Yakov's Nubian bling explosion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dear oh gosh! Oh my goodness! Um, and then I'll have my favorite lines. So are we at favorite lines yet, guys? Um, I think. Oh, there was one. I wrote this earlier. And I don't. We don't have to do this. I was curious because like Pete makes a comment where he's like, he steals to feel in control, mm-hmm. and I was curious if there's anything nobody that you knows s- that you have the candy bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything that you specifically do in like life to feel in control of something? I watch too much television. Okay. That's literally what it is. When I'm really stressed, I watch so much television. It's the only way I can stop thinking, which is why I've seen 30 Rock so many times. So let's watch TV. Interesting. So, nope, because nobody tells me what to do. (laughs) Loretta, do you have anything that you're like, I just need to feel in control of life right now? Um, I keep a very detailed journal of my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) She has the craziest neighbor. I have a, he is... So when the cops show up one day, you're like, here you go. Yes, I have all the receipts. But (gasps) when he has like... I love that. (laughs) I have a story about a Palm Pilot when I was little and what I thought was a murder. And I now realize later on that the girl was just drunk. But I thought it was a murder and a body getting shoved into a car. And I was like, 12 teenagers, two girls. Like I like have my Palm Pilot ready. So when the cops knocked on the door the next morning, I'm like, I got this. I love that. See, I have that with a journal. I like that. Because I've lived in this place for like a year and a half. And he, like the very first interaction that I ever had with him was the day we were moving into our apartment. He parked in the spot that we pay for and I asked him to move and he told me that it was war and that he was going to kill me. And so ever since then. It's terrifying. Like there there have been multiple things. And so lately he's been going through a breakup and it is. He had a girlfriend? It is everything to me. Yes. And I've seen him cry and I've seen (laughs) Does he like, you like share a wall with him type of thing? No, he's, I have like a, I live in a small house, but the sidewalk to get to his place kind of circles around my house got it so i hear everything constantly yeah and he's always like screaming at people and he always like screams about like really personal things like he'll see someone on the street that he doesn't like and he'll scream i hate you you remind me of my stepdad very specific oh my god (laughs) i just like don't understand how i'm still single but this guy had a girlfriend (laughs) yeah yeah and it's gotta be crazier i gotta work on it too because she broke up with him and then it was like insane like that was like a really like victorious moment for me i was like we did it this is like there's an episode of will and grace where the people like downstairs are like having like going like that grace finds out that the girl is cheating on somebody and like has the guy in the apartment and there's an entire episode with grace's ear just glued to the air vent <laughs> in the floor downstairs and like will is like you got it just it's the whole that reminds me of this a lot that is exactly yeah. how it is <laughs> I, I stand at the window like with my ear towards the screen and so they broke up and she was supposed to move away and then she is now back and so I don't know what's happening, oh, no. but I've She's been pregnant. taking notes. Don't you want to tell her, like, how to get out? 
I right. need to, but or speak he, louder. But he will. <laughs> yeah, but he, he will kill so, you. Yeah, he's so unpredictable that I'm worried that she would say, "Well, your neighbor says oh, this," gosh. and I just I don't want. And then you'd have like a dead bird on your front porch type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I a mean, dead it would bird? definitely be something. I don't like know that. why bird was the first thing I thought of. No, I'm just like afraid he's gonna kill someone. Well, this guy's scary. step one, bird. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, that's true. It's how you know. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's where we are now. She's back. So that's intense. Keep us updated. We'll just have to keep having you back with segments of updates (laughs) on your neighbor. (laughs) Uh, I could write a book on my neighbor. I think you should. First (laughs) of all, crazy. That's in my moments of feeling out of control. I turn off find friends on my phone, and I turn on or off read receipts on texts. It's like the weirdest thing that it's like my little like. Mm, I can show people right now where I'm at or I cannot. That's my. You do. You have your read receipts on because I always tell. Right now they do. Do I have mine on? Mm, No, no, you don't. Good. I don't always like when I'm having moments of like I want like and it's weird because normally it's off. But it's when I'm like, all right, I'm going to have control. People can see that I'm reading their text and eventually I'll turn it back off again and it'll be weird. But I I do like that that and find friends. I like that. I like that sneaky level. Mm -hmm. That's good. That I can like turn off find friends and you can be like, oh that somebody will like comment like oh you're fine friends off like yep it's been off for either an hour or it's been off for a week i can tell off and you creep on me <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness anyways that's my 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 Kelsey's diabolical self-control. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyways uh favorite lines my favorite line is maybe it's joke the fact that liz lemon's eyeballs are too pointy yeah. <laughs> for contacts <laughs> That's just a really great, it's just the ultimate like embarrassing body thing. Her eyes are too pointy. pointy. Dear Lord. Everything about that joke is so funny to me. It's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a favorite line, Loretta? Um, I mean, not one in particular, but I'm thinking of when Jack is like, I'm sorry about whatever I said about your haircut or whatever. And he's like, it'll look better when it grows back. And she's just like. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I love that. I just I love that acceptance of I know. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I loved all of the things I said. Trace said earlier, but I love it when they're filming the promo and flowers arrive and and she's oh. like Jack and she's like yeah this room and like the card says FEMA paid for these flowers because <laughs> your show is going to be a disaster. It's a good from burn. Banks. Oh, it's such it's a, a good great burn. burn. I'm gonna so use good. that at some point. I like that so much. Well done, Banks. <laughs> Dear well Lord. done. I think that does it for this episode then. I think we covered it. I love this episode. Oh my gosh. I guess I think we should ask our guest one more question. Okay. And I think that question should be Loretta. I just always associate we've, we enjoy comedy. We see the shows. You have good stuff. What? And if you may not have an answer for this, but like as someone who has really good taste and who's inspired me, like what are the things you really look for in a comedy show? And does 30 rock have those things? Like what are the things you really enjoy in TV shows? you have watched oh i like that question thank you um i love like the ongoing gags of Mm -hmm. of 30 rock i just love those like you don't know unless you've watched this episode before i love Mm -hmm. kimmy unbreakable kimmy schmidt it's like that too oh yeah they're mm -hmm. great at it it's just so it's like joke 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 but it's all a joke somewhere else too Mm -hmm. i just love the thought that goes into it it's not like a okay episode two what are we gonna do it's like it's all just like one big piece mm-hmm. i don't know it's um it's just impressive writing i guess maybe mm-hmm. uh, just a, a really tight writing team it's these extended callbacks yeah it's the world building of a mm-hmm. show comedy show right it's the intentionality of like creating an absurd world your characters live in mm-hmm. um i don't know i love it because you watch like old sitcoms they do it to an extent sometimes but overall it's a pretty normal world where you have kooky characters living in it mm-hmm. to have the world itself be like this c- strange ridiculous mm-hmm. place where you have these running gags is just mm-hmm. delightful yeah and mm-hmm. the characters like it's like if you were to replace any one of the cast members it would be a completely different show they yeah. just have that totally so down mm-hmm. like even like one word lines like um jack has a line or uh uh, a Tina Fey's character, just Liz Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she says, um, I don't remember the context, but she says, for who? And he just says, whom? And oh, just yeah, that yeah, one yeah. Line. That is great because she's all about the word whom mm-hmm. in an earlier episode. They're really yep. influencing each other. Yeah, just one one word like that. And it's just like, we know, like, yeah. we understand. Mm-hmm. And Well, like, we were talking about this before we started recording, how I saw on Reddit that somebody posted that Jim Parsons had said that he like originally wanted to be Kenneth the Page and just how different the show would have been if it was yeah. Jim Parsons instead of Jack McBrayer. Oh, my gosh. Jack McBrayer. I saw him do improv at UCB once. He is 
and he's a, a literal angel his like <laughs> his joy is so contagious that everyone in the room just like felt great Aww. like he's just the best that smile like is that. magic <laughs> his smile is literally magic i want yeah. to be friends with him i think we all do <laughs> i think he's wonderful but also what would the big bang theory have been like if that was where if Jack that McBrayer was Jack McBrayer <laughs> instead right? oh gosh <laughs> oh, maybe dude. then I would watch I know but I might have been really into it right <laughs> oh, oh my goodness I just want to leave you all with that thought I like that a lot <laughs> oh goodness all right well Loretta, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so Happy. much, Loretta. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had fun Can speaking you, with you guys. It was good. We'll have to have you back. Thanks. M- maybe maybe with your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll get really mad if not. <laughs> Twice? Right. <laughs> I, I'm just, I love Nick so much. So. <laughs> um, where can, do you, I don't know if you have anything to plug or if not, then social media where people can find you if you'd like to if share that. If you want to share that. If not, then you can just say live good lives. Um, sure. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, I guess. Hey, hey, Loretta. I don't mm-hmm. have much good content, though. Okay, it her just... cat is dope. Her cat, can I share about your cat? Sure. Her cat's named Beatty Wong. It's the dopest cat on earth. <laughs> and she just insta stories him a lot, and it's worth it. Everyone follow. <laughs> All right. He's a pretty cute cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If you're looking for cat content, I guess, give That's me a follow. Hey, hey, Loretta. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, you can find our podcast places at Talk Thirty Rock to Me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us emails, Talk Thirty Rock to Me at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. If you leave reviews, we're still willing to send you a sticker. If you just tell us, and we'll happily send you. Oh one. yeah, send us an email. If you leave us a review, we'll send you a sticker and a nice handwritten note with my stationery. Yeah, and I challenge you: the New Year's is coming up. That if you have any podcasts that you're subscribed to, go leave them all reviews because that'd be a nice Christmas present and a good New Year's resolution for you to leave good reviews or reviews for the podcast you listen to. It's an excellent thing to do, and just know that. Ever, I, I, unless you're like my favorite murder, Radio Lab, the <laughs> podcasters read every review. One hundred, and they screenshot them and send them to and each they talk other about and it, and they just like giggle or cry, and it's delightful. So just know that you're making their day. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, Kimmy, where can people find you? Um, find me at, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. Um, come to the Nerd Melt. We got great shows. There's some really good stuff. A show I'm plugging right now. I'll always just plug Smart, Funny, and Black. Come see Smart, Funny, and Black. It's a great yes. show. Yes. I choose one show every episode. I'm like, let's see this show. Yeah, we've got great shows. <laughs> it's super fun um and loretta and i both hang out there so everyone should come cool cool uh you can find me places at redheaded blonde on twitter and instagram Mm -hmm. follow you'll see pictures of my roommates sweet little chocolate lab puppy that eats everything um but including this podcast including the podcast (laughs) um and because levi ate it we are actually going on a break real quick (laughs) like that transition right there gorgeous um christmas is coming up and family stuff on holidays and things are crazy so we are taking i think it is just a three week break is it three Uh, weeks or two weeks it's two weeks you're right so we're not going to release an episode next week the 26th or the following week on the second but we'll be back on the 9th with secret santa so christmas can last a little bit longer than just the 25th for you guys this year exactly enjoy your christmas we will merry christmas happy new year happy holidays happy luda we'll christmas. see you oh happy luda christmas, christmas. uh happy to uh, oh my gosh it's 2018 <gasps> oh crap it's 2018 that's gross oh i'm not into that weird whatever we'll take it um oh. happy new year kelsey happy new year to, i'm grossed out by I the know. fact that this is ugh. happy new year loretta <laughs> thank you <laughs> thanks for listening bye guys and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.